0: I'll come back. 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 I'll come
1: back. Yeah,
2: it usually does. Also, just... Be aware, if I get too personal, like I'm talking about your vagina or my vagina or something, you're just like, hey, no, let's talk about penises instead, just let me know, okay?
3: Okay, oh wait, one last question. So yes. behind the counter is like the yeah. mod channel, right? Yes? yes. Yeah. Yes. We can.
4: You, you can scroll back and get sweet, sick deets about when someone uh, peed live on the cast. So don't do that. Please don't pee okay, live on the cast. Okay,
1: we're live, guys. I know. I, I'm
4: fine with people knowing that people have peed on the cast before. Can, I, can, be I, cast. can I crap on the cast? I'm just no, no, you can't. And I'm just sitting here watching Link's Awakening. Okay. Five, four, three, two, the ad's done. Hello, and welcome to the barcast where the bar gets lower every single week! Your bartenders for this evening will be a non-pencil! Oh ho, ho! Enigmatic otaku!
5: Here in the garden. Let's play a game. Oh my god. Flamin' warfer.
4: Yes! Milk! I don't wanna play any games with Enigma, he scares me. And I'm dressed in a tuxedo, unironically, because today is a very special cast. It's very special because it's not just a return cast, but arguably voted the best fan fiction writer of all time from BronyCon 2019. We have the wonderful, illustrious Pikachu herself, Monochromatic.
3: Hello. I'm very excited to be here.
4: Yay! We're happy to have you back, and this time, not in a mall.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It was my first week moving here. Yeah, that was a disaster. Oh, good times. Good
4: times. (laughs) But for everyone who's tuning in, and oh, my gosh, there are a lot of you. Hello and welcome. We're going to run through this very quickly. We are a community-oriented podcast. 100% of our proceeds go to charity. We will talk about that a little bit later on. And if you would like to cheer and donate a little money to Horse Rescue uh, Charity, we will name you out at the end of the cast. So be sure to cheer out on Twitch right now. If you've missed previous podcasts in the past where we've interviewed people like John Delancey, Andrea Libman, and all kinds of other people. Bill Newton. Bill Newton, one of our favorites. uh, Be sure to check us out on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and all the places where you can digest your normal podcast content. We are live right now, but we have so many questions out in our thread. If you guys want to get your questions in, we are going to have to make sure that it goes out in the threads. So that way we can keep track of everything. But we still are watching the chat to make sure we can correspond with you and answer the occasional great question here or there. And so what's an example of questions we want to ask your guest?
2: Uh, based on our rules, we don't ask our guest anything to do with religion, politics their social security number, any extremely personal details, like, you know, where their place of business is, you know, how old were they when they, you know, realized that they were an illegal alien. Things like that! We don't do that! Oh okay? So, we're not going to ask about any of that. But, there is one thing you and the chat should be aware of. If you look, you'll see that they, we have a drinking word up on the left. That means whenever you hear any of us, or, you know, mono, say the Whoa. word mono. Whoa. We... Drink. And you will drink, too. Drink along with us. Have fun. Let's do this. And all- um, I know for a, I know for a uh, fact that there is going to be one of you in the chat right now who asks a very important first question. So I'm, I'm waiting for that. Yep, that, there it is. Thank you, Round Jet. Jet. Um, so I'll be keeping an eye on the chat. Don't fuck up. I will put the band hammer on you. And uh, yeah, I think we're ready.
1: Well,
4: would you like to ask the question, Pencils?
2: I would love to. Hey, Mono. <laughs> oh my God! Okay. Rundown down chat would like to know how biggest is your
6: dickus. It is absolutely biggest. Yes. The
2: biggest, biggest dickus.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Now, is it
0: visible? What? <laughs> what?
2: Is it white?
0: Is it visible?
6: <sighs> no. It
3: is, it is very <laughs> hidden.
5: Is someone gonna fancy themselves a giggle? This is, what this are you
3: doing? What is this? What is this bit? Has what is no one's seen live. This
4: with is Ryan like the perfect this, this is the perfect variety like, voice, and instead we're just like, oh, we're gonna be fancy. It's so like, okay, whatever. Okay, All right, damn it, guys, I'll shut up now. We've got the perfect five initial questions that everyone asks. We'll get them straight out of the way, so that way we can move on to the questions you guys in the community, and the wonderful Mono server. That's that's the fifth drink I want to ask. So let's start from the top. Mono, who are you and what do you do in the fandom?
3: Uh, I'm Monochromatic. I am known for writing droves and droves of Raritwai. Uh, and that's essentially it. Besides writing fanfiction, I recently moved to Los Angeles from Mexico to try and make it as a screenwriter. That is still ongoing. Um, but that's basically it. I just really like to write, and I will defend Rarity with my life.
6: Aww.
4: Now, the number
5: two. She said, said she likes Rarity, but she will only defend Rarity with her
4: life.
3: I mean, I'll also defend Twilight, I guess, but, like, Rarity is a true VIP.
4: Truth. And in fact, you even went the distance and teamed up with us terrible people to make the, uh, Make Rarity Not Garbage contest forever ago.
3: That's true. You know, some I really good that. things came in that that was like a that was a pretty good contest. It was a lot of fun. It
6: was. Next question. How did you personally get into the fandom?
3: Um, uh, so uh hmm. So uh, one of my best friends in Mexico, she is she's been a fan of Milo Pony since like the eighties. So actually she had heard really bad things about the fandom. And the show in general. So she was very much like, oh, no, you know, I bet the show is super bad and whatever. And so because she was my best friend, I was like in the same boat of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hate this thing because you hate it. Until one day I figured, you know, if I'm going to criticize this, I might as well actually watch it. So I watched the first episode. And then I called my friend uh, a few days later and I told her, hey, so I watched the show. She's like, really? I was like, yeah, it's not bad. She's like, oh, so what? Do you watch, like, the pilot or something? And I was like, no, I'm at season three. <laughs> <And>
2: <laughs> so. That's what it does.
3: That's what it does. Um, so it was just, like, a really, I don't know, just, like, I, it was something that I would have never expected to get into. And my friends were so shocked that I liked it that they all started watching it. And that's how we all became bronies. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's essentially it.
4: So the the next natural question then that I love to ask when it comes to things like this, do your, I don't want to say in real life friends, because that, that implies something, but those friends that knew you when you were first getting into the fandom, do they know about your online fame and how do they take it?
3: Uh, well, so my best friends know, obviously, like my, my offline friends from Mexico knew. And in fact, uh, for those of you who've read Enchanted Library, uh, the original one shot, the artwork for it and the artwork for the actual multi-chapter was done by one of my best friends. Uh, so they're definitely like, they've always known and they, as I said, they also like the show. So they've, they're very much aware of what I do and who I am and like the fact that this is a huge thing in my life.
1: That's
4: awesome. So, yeah, it is. Next- Oh, sorry, please
3: go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, and then, for example, now that I live in uh, Los Angeles, I literally moved here because I moved in with another best friend who is part of the fandom, uh, Swan Song. Yeah. So, literally, I'm like surrounded by people who embrace the same culture as I do.
1: Yeah, everyone
4: throw a mwap in chat for Swan. It's super nice.
2: Mwop's a swan.
6: Now then. M M W A P. Mwap and anyway moving on so the next question is
4: is kind of fun what do you consider your favorite part of the fandom the online community the fanfics cons music um the people more or less what keeps you
3: here uh i think definitely it's the people um i've met i've met really wonderful people through this fandom uh i like So the fan fiction community, sometimes it can be hard, sometimes it can be good, but generally I think we're all like, it's a, I don't know, just people are so nice, honestly. And like uh, in Mexico, for example, we don't really have a con culture. So I didn't actually go to my first con until I moved here. And those are something I really love. Uh, And not so much like the con, like the panels, I guess, but just seeing people and like, people you've only talked to through a screen, suddenly seeing them in real life, getting to do cool stuff with them. It's just like, there's really a sense of community that I really like. And I think this fandom is also one of the ones that is like the least overall judgmental of each other. That's fair. Which is something that I really appreciate. I've always been somebody who really advocates for being authentic to who you are. So it's really cool that, you know, you literally... Don't have to be afraid of being who you are.
4: Well said. <laughs> um, the next question almost feels um, poorly researched, even if it's something that we ask to everyone, because you're so very vocal and communicative with hmm. your Discord server and your blogs and things like that. Uh, but not everyone gets to, so we have this as this uh, kind of standard question. What's one thing that you could say to your – if there's one thing you'd say to your followers or
6: fans, what would it be? The ones um, that have been
3: with you since day one. I think thank you so much for staying with me. Um, no. And, well, yeah. And, like, for – well, actually, what I'm really uh, thankful for my fandom, I guess, or, like, my readers is that a lot of them have stayed with me through the ups and downs of my mental health, um, which is something that I really appreciate. I appreciate – I have – I'm blessed to have so much support from them. Um, and I just, like, I just, I love my readers. As I, as I say in a lot of my blog posts, when I say I love you all, I
2: really do mean it. I love you all.
4: Aww.
2: You're so nice and wholesome. <laughs> How did we get her here?
4: <laughs> oh, it's good old bait and switch, because now we have time for thread questions.
2: Yeah, oh, let's ruin everything.
4: Alex underscores up first, who's very excited to cast. Starts out by saying, mono. That's, I, I've lost track of drinks. But it's
1: fine. Yeah,
4: sure. number one. How do I get a meal for free?
3: Uh well. So either I guess if you have groceries, you make it yourself, and that's a meal for free. But if you want somebody to make it to you, you can just look at them, and they're in their eyes. Flutter your eyelashes and see, and go, please. And maybe they'll do it. If not, I don't know what else to do.
4: What address do I need to send the pizza
3: to? What, what? <laughs> oh! Uh, okay, so this is... I, I'm going to type it into chat, Uh, please.
2: <laughs> He'll do it. Be careful. He'll actually do it. Man, like, I out, out. On, be careful.
4: Spicy non-left beef. Number yeah, two. I mean,
2: we will get a spicy non-left beef pizza.
4: Do you like plants?
3: I love plants. Unfortunately, I am bad at keeping them alive, which I don't know what that says of me. But I did... I bought... Um, so I bought this little succulent plant in the shape of a bulbasaur. So i bought <gasps> Yeah, it's so fucking cute. Anyway, I bought like a little succulent so it looks like a bulbasaur. My that husband
2: has one of those. Them. He painted it himself. Oh my god. Right on oh, want... yeah, It's the wow, only plant
3: wow. I have and I love it.
4: I have like three succulents and now I want to throw them all away and get a
3: bulbasaur. Don't throw away your succulents, that. that's mean. Yeah, I know you shouldn't. Exactly. You should just get a new one and mm-hmm. the bulbasaur can lead them or something.
2: Yes. yes. He'll he'll be their keeper. I'm
3: with with Mono here.
4: Number three. What is the worst thing you've ever had in your mouth?
3: A
2: spider. Why did you have a spider in your mouth?
3: So, okay, I was a child, and I was dumb. So I was at my grandmother's house, and and this is for reference. I have severe arachnophobia, just so you, like, know. Oh, no. So for some reason, I once saw my grandmother take – a cup out from under the stove for some ungodly reason that I never asked her why so as a child I couldn't like reach the counter so I thought oh just get the cup that's under the stove so I took the cup out I didn't bother to look what was inside of it I filled it up with milk and I drank and I felt something in my mouth so I spat and there was this huge spider and I could not drink plain milk for, like, seven years afterwards without, like, oh my nagging.
1: God. Oh, God. It
3: but was, like, like, ugh.
5: This this, this makes this paints an image in my head where the spider came out of the mil- the cow's udder.
3: Oh, my God. What? Ah, no! Please don't run milk for me.
4: Spider milk. Spider milk.
3: Oh, my God. It was just horrible. And then there was another time where I accidentally ate bugs thinking they were chocolate
2: chips. But that's another story. Wait, wait, wait. How do you mistake bugs for chocolate chips? So! Yeah. (laughs) So I was a child.
3: As you can see, I was a dumb child. Um, And I wanted to, there was this time of my life where I was constantly making desserts. Uh (laughs) So I grabbed this packet of cupcakes, which I didn't bother to, like, you know, I, I just, like, briefly glanced at what they were. I opened them, and there were these black balls inside. So I figured, oh, cupcakes, black balls, clearly chocolate. So I started eating, like, ten or so. And then uh, I think my brother came into the kitchen. He sees these cup he sees these things, and he he stops, and he goes, well, my real name. So let's just say Mono. Hey, look at this. So I turned to look at him, and suddenly this thing starts sprouting legs and walking. <gasps> and I was like, oh, what the But obviously I went to throw up and like wash my teeth and ever since then, whenever I see like something that has like chocolate chips or whatever, that are not obviously chocolate chips, I have to like dissect it first.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. That's really intense. It was horrible.
4: Now I just have like this mental image of Ducky, the OC, doing cookie dissection and it's so adorable.
5: I have this mental image where one of the spiders survived and is living in her cavities.
2: No, my God, no! Why would you? No. I mean, what is wrong with you today? Why are you trying to wreck our guest because she has arachnophobia? That would be like if I sat here talking all the time about how your dad left you Oh. Okay. <laughs> you think I that scars
4: no. me? <laughs> I mean, you ask every week if I'll be your daddy, but it's just—it's not—it's not my kink, dude.
6: Moving on, number four. <sighs> What's at the center of it all? You it a spider.
3: No, God. Uh, so I feel like, to keep on brand, I should say raritwai. So definitely raritwai. No! You know what, Rarity? Rarity's too good. Rarity's, like, I'm sorry. She's I mean... the be- She's just the best.
4: If Raritwai is the center of the universe, wouldn't at the center of that be Spike?
6: It's debatable! Was that a euphemism? No. I mean... I, I, I was setting up for Spike
1: abuse.
3: Well, actually, see, see that's the thing. A lot of... I think... I know that uh, a lot of people think differently, but I think that Spike, as. Or rather, a lot of Brightfoot authors like eliminating Spike from the whole thing. I think that actually he has a really interesting dynamic. So I'm all for Spike at the center of it.
2: I mean, it makes sense. E- even the most sophisticated societies in the world need a garbage man. This
3: is Spike abuse! I should have known this would happen.
2: You should. I was here! Did you think I'd be nice to Spike just because you were here?
4: No! No! <laughs> See like I'm I'm just hoping that one of the stories that comes out on Rare Twilight Bomb Pick Day is just like Spike saying to Twilight like all the things that he likes about rarity and it's so sweet. And it cuts to the next chapter and Twilight says, Hey, I'm dating your crush now. It's like
3: <laughs> Actually it's interesting you say that because I have <gasps> a fake that does that
2: on oh. this already. I just I, I want I want the Spike tuck please. <laughs>
4: We're moving on to oh <laughs> next question number five. You how do you how, how do you simulate your creativity? Flam don't die.
3: Uh, mostly um, I do a lot of pacing. That sounds mm. silly, but like I like pace around my room and just like put music and think of stories. Uh, and then I had to stop because our downstairs ne- downstairs neighbor started complaining, which we later found out wasn't because of me. But it like killed me, but also I just like I think ultimately you have to like force yourself to write. You can't wait for creativity. Yes, you have true. to like drag it down drag it out and be like either you're coming to me or you're coming to me or I'm coming to you, but I don't know how this is gonna work. But you just have to like in my experience, just you have to be creative and force yourself to be creative. Coming
5: coming to you, coming to me, why not coming on me? Gross.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> No, don't don't say yes. Enigma Enigma will like take faith that somebody may someday touch him. Oh, okay then now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: we're moving now to questions from Tumor. Tumor! I did Tumor. it! You've you been away it. for so long, I almost forgot. Love you, Tumor. It's good to have you back. Number one. Favorite main six shift that doesn't include
6: rarity. Uh oh, that's hard because.
3: I love Rarity. Okay, uh, so let me think. Uh, favorite main six that doesn't include main six ship that doesn't include Rarity. I really, well, I really liked by Luna.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's a classic.
3: Yeah, it is. Especially one of my roommates is a very uh, a fan of it, so like I've become a fan of it through osmosis.
0: Right. It seems like it's one of the uh, ships that have just survived.
3: Twi Pie is also one I really like. Um, Twi Pie and Twi Jack, I think. And then I really, I think that's it mostly that I, no, sorry. You know what? No. Uh, Appleshy is one I really like. Appleshy. Yeah. I kind of like
6: that.
4: Applejack just being kind of like the more forward one and then Fluttershy and, and they kind of got apples and farms and I like this.
3: It's, it's like, it's village. like I feel like they would have a really good dynamic, especially because, and then I was also influenced by an artist who did a bodyguard, well, the bodyguard that you that I write for occasionally, and there she has it that uh Fluttershy is a, if I believe a countess, and Applejack is her bodyguard, and something about that, I'm like, that's so cute, like this tiny little shy countess with her big bulking bodyguard, and I'm like, yes, give me 50 of that.
0: Looking at and that relationship, Then Fluttershy digs into her apple fritter.
5: Dude. Whoa. So I'm looking at that ship, and all I think is it's a marriage of convenience. Like, Applejack just needs a live-in veterinarian. Oh, God.
6: That's, I that's mean, awful.
3: It's like, I mean, ultimately, like, I think, honestly, I think a lot of ships, uh, like, they work. I feel like there's ways to make, like, you can always find a thread, I feel.
6: Yeah! Mm-hmm. Number two, what is your least favorite ship of the main six? Uh, hmm. Well, I don't like ship bashing or anything, so I'm not going to say, like, not that I hate anything, but I think, um...
2: I think if...
6: What ship is extremely hard to find the
4: thread for, using your own words?
2: Why are you being nice? No, 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 freeze. Make her answer the question, which ship is objectively garbage?
4: What, yes, what ship is just utter
1: trash?
3: <laughs> so I don't think, so to be clear, I don't think it's utter trash, what I'm about to say. Okay, I'm uh, ready. Okay. But I think I've been, um, Rarajack is a ship that unfortunately has been given to me in negative ways. So, like, that's made me neg- think negatively about it. And, like, not anymore since I have more friends that ship Jack so I'm kind of like, okay. And it was also actually my first ship back when I first started in the fandom. But I've had, like, bad experiences with fans from that ship, so it's kind of, like, soured me on it. Um, and then from a writing perspective, I think um, – actually, well, that's the thing. I think I could, like, honestly be – be um. On board any ship, it's just the ones that I don't like is because I've had negative experiences like sparity was one that was kind of soured on me because um a lot of a lot of sparity fans were really there was a period of time where they were very aggressive against raretri fix huh so it was kind of like, hey, we're not like messing with you guys. Why are you coming into our fix and like shitting on us? I guess, yeah, um. But that's the thing. I don't really like saying I hate the ship itself because I think they can all have really interesting dynamics.
4: Hmm. You don't hate the ship. You hate the people.
3: Got it. Yeah, I hate the people. That's sort of like, people.
2: You heard it here first.
3: <laughs> it's true! I'm an antisocial. It's so true. You're... Wh- wh- mm,
2: okay.
5: You, you make it sound like mm. all these different shippers are in cliques and it's like West Side Story.
1: It kind of is, though.
3: It's, yeah, like for some it is and like the thing is I think, especially early on in the fandom, like I saw a lot, a lot more ship hate. I don't see oh. that anymore, which is something I'm very grateful for. I think everybody's just like getting along. Um, well, well, well. Well, no, am trying. Some of them are trying. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, but at the beginning, it was literally like there was especially one story that got really bombarded, and so you kind of get defensive for your other rare, twi- like your the other people who write for your ship, because you're like, hey, we're not really doing anything wrong so like there's no need for this but like literally like rare jack i can think of cute ideas um and good dynamics disparity too like it's hard for me as a writer to hate a ship in particular because i can see how it would work
2: now i know i know we could talk about this for hours but i know that we have a lot of questions to get yeah. to and we need to get to the rest of Mare's questions because i want to finish up so there. number three yeah quack Quick
4: Number four. Any more hints about what is coming up in the Enchanted Kingdom?
3: Uh, So I can say that specifically this next arc that is coming up is going to be probably one of the most important things I write in my entire fandom career.
1: Wow.
3: That's uh, amazing. Well, it's something that I've really been working for and especially has to do a lot with mental health and a thread of mental health yeah. that I've been working on. So I'm like very, very terrified of What's gonna happen? But I'm. All, I also think it's like one of the like one of the storylines I'm the proudest of have ever like writing or gonna be writing. So it's gonna be really exciting. It's gonna be intense. Uh, but my readers already know, well, my readers should already know that that's how I roll. Um, but for those who hang on, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be like really really meaningful.
4: Love it. I also love the silent implication that, like, your fans are, like, the Bloods. That's how you roll.
5: Your Bloods or his Sluts? Because I heard you say Sluts.
2: I heard blunt, and you also roll Blunts, so I was, like...
4: <sighs> this is awful. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. It could be, like, the Crips, but, like, the ships. Freeze there we go. go. On. I made it work. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Bonus. Do you have any plans to write a twice ship based on... I'm going to ruin this name. Dalaris's "Many Faces of Twilight Sparkle" series of pictures. If not, you should consider it. It's the most romantically charged depiction of Twilight and Rarity that I've ever seen. Here are some examples. Posting the pictures in our chat room.
2: I think this is really a. How does the? How do these make you feel?
4: Yes. How do these make you feel?
2: So they're very like, <laughs> they're very out there,
3: but I'm not gonna lie, they're like pretty funny. So I love this I movie one
2: so much. I love it aggressively. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I will write you uh, a Raritoi fic based on the second one for you, just for you, Mano. Dude, I'll do
3: it. I'll read it. I'll read we'll it. it.
4: We'll do Thank it you. on bomb fic day.
3: We'll do it. I'm down.
4: Terry the Human's up next. Number one, what is your favorite and least favorite MLP episode?
3: Uh, oh, that's a hard one. I think um, oh, that's what she said. Anyway. Uh, hey. I think the my favorite episode is definitely either a tie between Rarity Investigates
6: and Amending Fences, also one I really love. And I think... Hmm...
3: I don't know, actually. I think, like, I think I, oh, no, never mind. No. So my favorite absolute episode is uh, Saddle Row Review. I love everything oh. about Saddle Row Review. It's, like, so good, everything about it. And then yeah. my my least favorite MLP episode, I think, um, is,
6: hmm. Oh, that's a hard one, actually. Uh, I don't. I don't know,
3: actually. I can't think of one that I'm, like...
6: Would you, I, would you, like, would you like me to give you my least
5: favorite episode? Uh, go ahead. The one where it takes Applejack six hours to feed pigs.
2: What episode is that? Oh, so then you they have go to do, do it spa. my way or else, yeah, r- relax.
3: Oh! Oh, you know what? I might not have seen that yet. I am, like, admittedly, I'm a little bit far behind on newer episodes. Um, I think I can think one that I wouldn't watch again. I think actually the the Barrel and Hoof one is one that I like watched it once. I was like okay, oh, yeah. and then never really felt like watching it again. But there's not one that I actively think like I hate everything about this
5: Barrel and Hoof. Which one was that one?
3: Uh the one where uh, where it's the apple the apple ponies against the like the oh
6: buffaloes? over Barrel. Over a barrel. Over a barrel,
3: sorry, yes, over a barrel.
6: Isn't that the one, wait, isn't
5: that the one where Applejack ran away and didn't want to come home because of some contest?
3: No, that was another one.
4: Oh, no, this is the Apple-Lisa episode.
3: Yeah, yeah, this is the one where they, like, yeah, exactly, sorry, the bison. Okay,
4: yeah. I remember showing that to someone; and they distinctly thought it was racist. Anyway,
2: I, I can't deal with. You gotta share. You gotta care. Like it it's, it it really is. It's the worst thing. Anyway,
4: number two. What is your favorite memory as a Brony?
3: So there's a lot of good memories. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. The most recent one that comes to mind is the. There can only be one. I don't have Bronycon because that was like the most surreal moment of my entire goddamn life um the the contest there can only be one where it was like oh right yes that was like really surreal for me but um I don't know honestly I have so many I sound super cliche I have so many good memories that it's like hard to pick one Aww. um but I think BronyCon like this past BronyCon had a lot of my like really nice memories for me
4: awesome and we're very happy to not be one of those wonderful memories.
3: So. Of course you're part of those!
5: <laughs> <laughs> see, when you're saying, like, happy memories, in my head, there's this, like, montage, with slow music playing, and all I see is uh, Line Con.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was Line Con. It was pretty bad. Line Con. See, but the, the point of it wasn't the... Actually, I was going to make an important thing, but I lost train of my thought. Never mind. Ignore me!
4: Number three. Asking you a direct question.
6: Who is worse, Zephyr Breeze or Spoiled Rich? Spoiled Rich. Why? Mm-hmm.
3: Because Zephyr is, like, clearly a struggling millennial or whatever. Like, spoiled yes. rich. Yeah, I but mean, the thing is, like, objectively thinking, Zephyr can only, like, really ruin his own life. Spoiled Rich can ruin the life of her child. Thank you.
2: I've said this exact thing so many times when this question comes up. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank
5: you. Okay. When you said that Zephyr Breeze can ruin his own life, I had this mental image where Naruto ran into Area 51.
3: I mean, he might. I don't know. Like, that's the thing. Like, Spoiled Rich is, I think, worst because she is actively destroying or, like, severely impacting the life of somebody else. Yeah. And they can't really do anything about it. While Zephyr Breeze is just like I mean, this is these are your choices,
6: dude. So number four, what is your favorite male-female ships?
3: Uh, I love Cadence
2: and Shining Armor. Um, gross married couples. Anyway,
4: I hey, mean, there's just, n- there's nothing wrong with Mister and Missus Cake. I
2: Thank love
3: you. them. Uh, the cake. So the cakes I love also. Um. I was really into. Oh, you know what? I also really like uh, Big Mac and Fluttershy, if yeah. that was a thing that had happened. Um, what other Canon ships do I like?
6: Oh, not Canon chips. Sorry, MF ships. Um, awesome.
3: that's That's mostly it that I can think of. Awesome. Wait, no. Uh, Fancy Pants and Fluttershy.
2: Uh, aren't they aren't you, they? Yeah, you were the married couple.
3: Huh? Are they married? I thought
6: they I were, know, yeah. For
5: all for all we know, they could be brother and sister. No. No, they strike uh, me as
4: an
3: they strike I me as an open it.
4: relationship.
3: Yeah, that's like that that's how I look at them. And in fact in one a thick I have, I have them literally like in an open relationship and they're like it's just I like I love them. I think actually yeah, that's my favorite Depending on how it's written, Flurry and Fancy can be, like, my absolute favorite MF ship.
5: Well, Fancy Pants does have that mustache, the squeam swinger.
2: That squeams? <laughs> does it squeam really loud?
5: Yeah, it squeams.
4: We're gonna move on to the next question.
2: Get oh my the God, please, fuck no
1: out
4: of here, Elmer Fudd. Ooh, whoa. Uh How much of a Mary Sue is Flurry?
3: Honestly, because she's a child, I don't know. Like, I can't say. Like, sure, she's she's an alicorn, and so depending on your, your mileage, that's OP or not. But I think she's a cute baby, so I'm like, yeah, I like you. Like... A,
5: a cute baby? Have you seen her head and wing proportions?
3: Well, like, okay, okay, sorry, but, like, in attitude, she's cute. And I think the episode where Twilight babysits her, like, won me over. I just, I really liked her in that episode.
4: I, I'm really sorry, but ever since someone told me I think it was you, Enigma, and I hate you for this. You said she acts like a dog that episode, and I just can't not see it. It, it, it hurts my soul.
5: That well,
2: babies just to act like dogs, though.
5: Priest. Well, have you, have you seen child leashes? Children are pets, essentially.
2: Yeah, they're, they're kind of like really excited golden retrievers that cry longer. I kind of want a baby now. <laughs> no!
6: <laughs> Moving on. Number six, is Flurry Heart a demon from hell?
3: Absolutely, and I still love her.
5: Well, the weird thing is she's the only child in the show who was born with a soul. If you look at the eyes of the Cake Twins, they have soulless black eyes. Every other child does. She's the only one who was born with pupils.
3: I guess he's an angel.
6: Speaking of angels, cutting in. Who among the Barcats would you turn into a Mary Sue Alicorn, number seven? Uh, you. Oh.
3: Freeze?
2: (laughs) Why? Oh, I gotta know. I gotta know.
3: Well, because I don't want to make Pencil a Mary Sue Alicorn.
2: Uh, I would would kill everyone. So... You
5: you don't want to make her the Alicorn Princess of Marinara. I, I would kill.
2: And I, I think would. Priest
3: would make a cute... I think Priest would, like, use his alicorn powers to, like, spread good around the world. So I'm like, yeah.
2: He would, too! He's such a wholesome person.
3: So that that's who I would choose. priest corn priest
4: corn I'm changing my name on Discord. priest
5: like corn the
4: alicorn princess of corn. Also, <laughs> that, that face would make a cute alicorn. Okay, moving on. Number nine... No, it's number eight. My bad. I'm all flustered. Do you like ponies that have fle- freckles?
2: Fleckles, yeah. yes, fleckles. I
3: absolutely. Abs- I can't even talk. I almost said absolutely. I absolutely. absolutely.
5: <laughs> the term <laughs> fleckles makes me think they're freckles that flake off. I, oh, like, absolutely.
3: I like absolutely. I like absolutely. I've made mistakes. Like, one time I was reading a story to Swan, and instead of saying Sweetie Belle, I said "Squeety Belle. And he's Not never let. Me. And then I made it worse because it was, uh, yeah, squeegee thought went into the kitchen. And he's <gasps> never let me live it
2: down. Like Everything never you say gonna... is cute.
3: Yeah, he's never going to let me live it down. But I love freckles. I think they're super cute. I'm down for everybody, every pony having freckles.
5: Well, Mono, I think your vocal mistakes can be forgiven, seeing as you're actually a duck.
3: Oh, it's true. Quack. Quack. Freeze.
6: Number nine. Who would you befriend if you were a pony? Probably Pinky and Fluttershy.
1: I think two just have, like, a connection.
3: I think, like, Rarity would intimidate the hell out of me, so I would be like, no. Um, definitely, yeah, Fluttershy and Pinky, I think.
1: Uh, I can see you,
4: like, like worshipping Rarity from afar.
3: No, because she's like she's, like, so historically I've always been bad with people who are, like, or into fashion, like I don't know. Like he seems so intimidating that I'd be like, "No, nah, I'm like, mm. yeah."
5: So people of high society frighten you?
3: No, because she's not really high society. It would be more like. So in order to explain why Rarity would intimidate me, I would have to get into my life story, which we do not have time for. So I guess you'll have to wait for that until another time.
4: You were you literally wrote like an entire blog on Rarity and high society and how it all works together. It's actually a really great read.
3: Yeah, so that sort of explains why I would be intimidated. But like, yeah.
4: So if if you do have the link to that blog, we'll happily share it. It it's it's a really great read.
3: Uh, I, I'll try to find it.
4: And while you're thinking of that, number 10,
6: who is the one you would betray as a pony?
3: Uh, who would I betray as
6: a pony? Betray
3: why would rich them? clearly? Yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting question. First I need to know why I'm betraying them. But probably rarity because she would see in my fashion sense and be like feel like horrified beyond record, like
1: uh, horrific.
3: horrificness.
1: I I
5: <laughs> I like this mental image where she just makes a small comment about your your scarf or something. You just decide to dedicate your life to destroy hers.
3: Oh, my God. No. Actually, that's another reason I would be too intimidated because, like, usually with with people who are super fashion forward, I'm like, I feel like I'm not really good at fashion. So I'd be like, I don't want to be judged. So, no.
5: You just walk into her boutique. She looks at you and goes, what are those?
3: (laughs) Honestly, yeah. No, worst nightmare. No, thank you.
4: All right, and then number eleven. What do you think of this baby pony? Full? Would you adopt this guy? Picture for reference, out in the chat. It looks a very cute bat pony. Absolutely. Adorable.
3: I don't know if I'd
2: be a good mom, but I'll do it. You'd be a great mom. You're nice. That's that's you, you care about people, and you're like a genuine human being. So you know what, you'd be fine. Oh, thank you.
4: Definitely can still bring down the hammer of when angry, though.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that is also true.
4: Now then, I'm going to spread the love a little bit. Flam, why don't you take RK Striker JK5's
2: questions? Assuming Flam has been keeping up with the chat, which I hope he has, which I suspect he hasn't.
0: Well, look at you with little faith, faith? in me. Yep. Well, I'll have you know that I'm incontinent right now. Fuck off, Flam! What? <laughs> so, RK Striker JK5's <laughs> questions, right? So, yes. RK Striker JK Five asks number one: What is your favorite non MLP franchise?
6: Um, uh, hmm.
3: so I guess the Disney Scrooge McDuck universe would be that the answer.
1: Huh.
3: Um, like uh, because I just I love those comics, so like I will die for them. I suppose DuckTales is included in that, but I have thoughts about DuckTales.
5: No, uh, excuse me, you did, not, you did not say it correctly. We don't say DuckTales. We go, DuckTales.
2: Woo! <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I have to tell you something, Mono, and it's dumb, and I, I, I haven't told anyone because I don't think anyone else would care. Go. Do it. So DuckTales, the other day, my husband was watching DuckTales with me, and he was in the kitchen. I'm like... And I started to sing the song, and, he, and I just went, DuckTales, and he went, ooh, woo, and I was like, I will kill you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. So now I can't not hear DuckTales, ooh, woo, and I'm really mad at him. Oh, you're Are, different for me now. I can't unhear it. I, I know. I
5: have, a, I have a question here for the three of us who I assume have caught up with DuckTales. Are we caught up with DuckTales?
3: Yes, I am. No, I, fuck off. Please don't.
5: Oh, no, damn it, you're not. I was going to
3: say No, something. please
2: don't. I, I, I'm catching up. We have so
4: many questions in the thread.
2: Let's stick to yes, let's go. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry.
0: Very well. Number two. Have you ever done anything for a non-MLP franchise?
3: Yes. Uh, I actually started out writing uh, for the po- for Pokemon when I was like 12. Oh. Uh, after Pokemon, I wrote a little bit for Inuyasha. And then I went into like for five years of my life, I was like a diehard Futurama fan. Oh so I was, like, a quoting a living, breathing Futurama trivia machine. Um, then I moved on to a webcomic called Homestuck. Yes. Which I adore. And, well, it's kind of decayed, but I still like it. It's, you know, it's still really impacted uh, how we look at stories. And then I was in the middle of Homestuck when I found MLP. And it has completely devoured me.
0: So you're kind of connoisseur a wide variety of things.
2: Then. yes
3: oh and ace attorney i used to write for ace attorney too oh, <laughs> yay wow. i'm
2: yay i'll just say yay objection
3: I, it's such a fun series i love it it has such a great cast of characters mm-hmm.
0: all right then so then finally our case striker asks would you like to upgrade to technicolor
3: oh yeah yeah i would like to be polychromatic soon one day i'll stop being a single caller that would be good
5: well, her other line of evolution is also stereomatic.
3: Oh, stereomatic. Okay, I'll do that. I'll be High like a dramatic. Pokemon. I can like do. I'll be like Evie and evolve into different like versions of
2: myself. There you go. Well, I heard you getting grease lightning over there. Go ahead. What's your next question?
0: Uh, that's all for our case, Striker. Actually. Oh
2: wow.
4: So I'm gonna pass the next set of questions from Mugany over to Enigma. You. Wonderful. Good luck. Good luck, Enigma. I know. I okay. Because they're awkward, and you're good at it. Well, of course,
5: of course. Why? Why Why, do I, why should I ever expect nice things? Number one
6: from Mugany. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Oh. Hello.
1: Oh, hello.
6: Yes.
1: Fucking
5: answer me! Am. Pick up the phone!
3: Oh shit, I need a phone.
5: Uh, I just wanted to see if you'd pick up Chinese on your way home from work. Why do you keep dodging my calls?
3: Uh, because I'm just a terrible person. I'm so sorry.
4: And that is all he said. Just kidding, you get muffin too. Go ahead.
3: Okay. <laughs> Mono! <coughs> Drink? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
5: <laughs> Quack? Quack. What's your favorite animal? I'm guessing something that goes quack.
3: No! My favorite ah. animals are cats. Cats
5: That's go twist. quack?
3: Cats, cats. no. I mean, some might.
5: No, all I've ever heard cats do was, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah. They have, cats have, like, a variety of noises. It's very cute. They do chirp? I know! The chirping is so cute. Holy cow. Do
4: so you own a cat? Huh? Do you own a
3: cat? I do. I we recently adopted a cat two months ago called Taffy, mm-hmm. who is missing half his ear, but we still love <gasps> him.
1: Oh, what a cutie!
5: Taffy Tabbita the Tabby.
3: Actually, his full name is Sir Reginald von Tafferton Fluffykins Esquire the yeah. Third.
5: Oh, I'm in love with this cat. Your we cat can... is a fucking viscount.
3: Yes.
4: <laughs> we will demand pictures, obviously.
2: Yes. I will post them. Uh, the yeah. chat, the, hold on. The chat wants to know, how is Taffy doing right now? Taffy
3: is very good. He Actually, unfortunately, when we got him, the day we went to pick him up, he got Ringworm. Oh. So the shelter was like, so we can keep him for a month and he'll be in a cage while we treat him. Or you guys will pay for the treatment and you can try and treat him. So we, we didn't want him to be in a cage for a month. So we were like, yeah, we'll treat him. And as of... Last week or two weeks ago Taffy is officially a ringworm free, so everything is Yay! Great. Yay!
4: She's no longer a ringleader.
3: Oh, oh well she's a, he's a ringleader in my heart. Heat.
2: Remember it was Sir. Sorry. God, get your pronouns right, please. It's it's not the ringworm in our an- in
5: our anuses that matters, but the ringworms in our hearts.
2: Wait, where do you think ringworm is? What do you think what do you think ringworm is? I you're
5: thinking of a tapeworm. I honestly no. have no idea i'm just assuming
3: it's uh it's like it's like a fungus it's like pretty bad because like it makes their like hair fall out and it's, yes, just, it's on like the skin and it's like super contagious for so for like a month we were all terrified yeah you can totally because, get it as a human yeah and like because we wanted to pet him and he's so like he wants to be pet so it was like it's okay if i get ringworm this is just the decisions i make you know it's okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean i died for my cats once so i'll
2: do it again
5: Oh yeah, I remember that story. I don't know if you told it to the rest of you who weren't.
2: Okay, here can I? Thing. We have a little time. Do we? Do we? Do we get to know this? What is this? I told you last. I'm pretty sure I told you last. Barcast. I wasn't here. Oh well, that, I'll
3: do the t- 200 long version. So three years ago, yes, when I was in Mexico, uh, my house flooded, and because I wanted to rescue my cats, I ended up uh, drowning and like literally being dead for like two minutes jesus fucking christ oh yeah it was was like an entire story and it was so funny because at the time i was writing the enchanted library and the immediate next chapter after that happened had rarity flooding some caves and being submerged underwater so like when i like when i got better and i tried to write that chapter the trauma was so bad that i had to like completely redo the entire chapter and make it so that rarity somehow escapes these caves without flooding them. Because I like I tried to sit down and write it and I started like having like even though I can't actually remember the incident, like I blanked it from my memory. The trauma of it is I guess still in some part of my subconscious. Um but yeah so uh it was my brother who brought me back to life, followed by my dad, which led to me like convulsing on the table for like a whole minute while my dad went to get help and then they took me to the hospital and then I had like for a month or two the worst existential crisis of my entire life like suicidal like really bad and what happened is that my car had been destroyed in the flood obviously and the insurance instead of giving me a new car they gave me money so, because I was so depressed, I thought I needed to, like, if I don't do something differently in my life, I'm going to, like, something bad is going to happen to me. So I took them, and that's how I moved to L.A., with that money.
2: Yay! So, I'm I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you're still here, and I want to give you a hug right now. But, hey, could you say your name, like, four times so I can just kill this drink now? Because holy shit. Mono, 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 mono. Thank you. Yay! You're so welcome.
4: Number four, Nema. All right. Number four is
6: if there is anything that you want to achieve in your life, what would it be? So I want
3: to say superficially, I would like to be, I would like to have a really good show or be a screenwriter and like do something like meaningful. But in these past two years, I've like, that I've been really working on my mental health, I think I just want to be happy with whatever I do. Mm-hmm. So if, if being happy is an achievement I can strive towards, that's
2: what I want to do. Yay. That counts, that counts. Trust me.
5: Silly Mono. Don't you know that happiness is a myth? I will <laughs> suck you up. and
4: I will end you. Just because you're sad doesn't mean you can make all of us sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's, that's perfect. perfect. That sounds like something that would be on BoJack Horse. Number five. Go on.
5: Number five. And finally, do you like bows? Because I do,
2: too. I
3: love bows. In fact, my OC has a bow.
2: Do you you actually like bows? I do. I think they're really cute. Are you going to be at BabsCon? Yes. No, no. Damn. I'm going to be at Everfree, not at BabsCon. I, 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 what about TrotCon? No, probably not. Fuck. I was going to, like, I, I have so many bows. I have an obsession with them. I have so many. I was going to, like, shove some in your general direction.
3: You can send them to me. I'll give you my address later. Fuck yeah. Yeah.
5: Didn't your OC used to have a Donald Duck sailor hat?
3: No, there was one. Somebody drew, uh, my boyfriend drew Ducky in a Donald Duck uniform, but that's it.
2: All right, Priest, it's
4: your time. Next question is from Monochromatic. Whoever that person is, Mono! I mean, wait, what?
3: Do I drink? I'm going to drink. Yes, yes, yes I
2: drink. I'm going to drink. So you drink.
4: Now the next set of questions is from RB Dad 47 I'm not correcting myself. Pencil, do you want to take these?
2: Sure. First question. Mono? Uh, it's me. <laughs> Which of your stories are you most proud of and why? Um,
3: uh, RB Dash with the, like, pointed questions that he knows get to me uh i think that would be the enchanted library series uh actually well if i could say it would be a tie between the enchanted library series and the choices we make um but el is like a, is like a very important story for me because it was like a big part of healing from a bad incident i had Um, and also because I'm so, I'm like so shocked that I did not cancel it, like, three chapters in. I'm like, I can't believe it. So I think, EL would be the, it, yeah.
2: All right. Um, what is the best, okay, we've already gone over who the best ship is besides Rare Twy and Twy Dash, really. Unless there's someone else you want to add? No, I think, I said it. Yeah. Um, why are you talking to us right now, when you should be writing, I'm just going to say tech because it's fun. Yeah. I've wanted someone to say it for a long time.
3: Uh, because... Shush.
2: Next question. <laughs> fair. Uh, why are ducks the best?
3: Because they are! They're small and cute and they quack and they also have great comics with, like, and like really cool narratives. Ooh. Oh my god, there's a freaky commercial you all need to see. What
2: Wait. is it? What is it?
3: What is it? Holy
5: shit, Is it dude. Affleck? Is it Affleck?
3: No, 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 no! It's a commercial about this little ducky for, that they made for um, Disneyland Paris. Oh my god! It is the cutest fucking thing you will ever see. I'm gonna link it in.
2: Can do see. it! Do it! I feel like you and I are just—I think Swan just shared it right yeah. here. Holy yeah. shit, dude! We're just drinking at this point. It's great. Let's let's can we? Let's do it. Oh. Oh. God,
3: we don't have to watch it now, but watch it at one point how, because how long holy is it? shit, dude!
4: holy shit! it's a minute 25 and loud we should, yeah, we should hold off we
5: should hold yeah. off also we you don't want to get like you're talking yet. you're talking about a duck's great qualities but all of us in the back of our minds are thinking about their worst qualities like they're rapists
4: and why and right? you're thinking of geese what is wrong with you also by the way I, I picked up that game that Swan played on yes so the, the
2: the the goose, goose game. game yeah we're, we're gonna it, play goose game on Scream Closet
4: geese can rape
2: Yeah, geese can rape, they have have curly cute penises, like, what do you want?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, it's, yeah. I just like to, I like my fictional ducks
2: that don't do that. Yeah. 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 Ducks are monogamous, not actually, but that's fine.
0: My fictional ducks ask for grapes, so.
5: And they waddled away,
6: waddle, waddle. Anyway. Number six, six, please. (laughs) So, Mono, why are you the best?
3: I mean, isn't it obvious? Yes. <laughs> that was my answer. That means I don't have to elaborate. Please ask her your questions,
2: cause you know you want to.
4: Well, I've got like big, big questions, but we're just about to the point that we're halfway through the cast. Let's right. let's get that out of the way very quickly. Fine. For everyone who's tuned in for the very first time, 100% of the pro- of proceeds that happen on the broadcast, whether it is uh, through your guys' ratings, or through on Patreon, or watching us on YouTube, or sending us cheers through Twitch, which we highly appreciate, 100% of our proceeds, go to Red Wings Horse Sanctuary in California, where we are sponsoring a horse by the name of Little Bit. You guys uh, got the chance to vote for what horse you like the most, and we get regular updates on his health and everything else. Uh, right now, we're able to donate just about enough every month to make sure he gets fed and taken care of, but we really want to make sure that we can also pay for things like dental cleanings and, and uh, changing his horseshoes every now and then. And prostitutes. And hookers.
2: Yes. But- and um, so, if if you'd like to help us out with that, you can donate at our Patreon. Uh, there's a link in the chat. Or, if you'd like, you can actually donate uh, Twitch Bits, because we are Twitch affiliate, and to get those, you can either pay money, which you don't really have to, or you can watch some ads and uh, get them for free and then cheer for us in the chat. Uh, we yeah, recommend yeah. it. It's real fun and it's real money for us. So thank you.
4: Whoever donates the most, this cast gets their name read at the very end. So please, if you have a few spare bits, please consider it.
2: And right now it's priests, so come on. We yeah, you can be a better guy. Bet that. That. Anyway. Um,
4: also, if you want $50 of free barcast merchandise, go check out our form. Where we have a shirt post contest. And just submit your best meme to our email, and we're going to have a big vote. And if you win, you not only win free shirt and mugs, but free shirt and mugs. It'll be great. Now then, we have actual questions. From me, I'm ready. Just fucking do it. All right. Question number zero. Please explain a win
6: that's what it is way
3: <laughs> way okay so where is like the global encompassing of the feeling of like way like you can't explain it you just feel it
4: things aren't going great and i'm unhappy about it
5: exactly
3: yes exactly that's a way
5: the way i'm not familiar with this i'm afraid to say that i do not know the way
1: no
2: stop Oh my god I'm leaving. Okay, bye. And then I will fucking kill you. I will kill you dead. You will go to sleep tonight, and while you're sleeping, in your dreams, you'll think you'll be having a good time. Maybe you're like me and your dad having gumdrops and like soda pop and shit. And all of a sudden I'm gonna be there with a hatchet, going like, hey bitch, this is for fucking with us during the monocast, and then you will wake up to be killing you.
5: So <laughs> So what you're stop. saying is what you're saying is I need Ebola to know the way.
4: Stop! Moving
5: so, on. Yeah,
2: yeah, tonight in your dreams, bitch. I'll see you there.
4: Next this- sort of set of questions are actually thoroughly researched and wanted to prove that, like, oh, shit, we actually care about our guests. Number one, let's talk about Crimson Lips a little bit. Why the separation of steamy stuff from your main account?
3: Uh, So for reference, for, I guess, anybody who doesn't know, uh, Crimson Lips is a mature story that I post on my alternate account, NoCro. Get it? Because monochromatic, NoCro, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so the reason I separated them is – Purely because my I'm gonna be honest because I have relatives who are, have been very pushy about wanting to read my stuff, and there are people who are not very open to LGBT stuff. Right. So I think they're already gonna have like I don't I I'm just not, I don't want, I don't want to get into discu- into that discussion with people that I right, don't really want to get that discussion into right and also because um i don't know i think the, so the real reason i post i created a different account is because at the time i was in a bad place mentally and i was really feeling the pressure being quote unquote monochromatic which was a lot of it self-inflicted so i wanted to post it on an alternate account where i didn't have to live up to anything or including and most importantly myself so it was just like a fun thing that I could just do, and like it,
6: whatever happened, happened. Awesome. Well, number two, what sort of catharsis comes from writing Crimson Lips?
3: Uh, hmm. So, again, Crimson Lips, for those who do not know, is a story that is sort of a. It was a. When I first conceived it, it was supposed to be Moulin Rouge, the Raritois you. But as I started researching the story, I realized, and Moulin Rouge, if you've seen it or not, is aesthetically a really good movie. I love the aesthetic of it. But some of the topics in it and some of the handling of sexual work is, like, a little bit yikes. Mm -hmm. So I realized, well, maybe I don't want to, like, write the Rattler version of this because it's a little bit yikes. But I like what it says. And also, I think it was really – I really wanted to write – I want to write a story about sex work that where, where I guess the point of it isn't the sex work while at the same time it is like, I just want to write. it. Okay. So this is what it would be like for a character who is a sex worker and like an, and like a, a romance story set during that part. And at first it was um the biggest thing against it was that, since I'm not a sex work, a sex worker, is it, do I have the right to be telling these stories? And especially, you know, there's always the risk of like writing what's called trauma porn.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: So it was like, okay, but if I'm going to do this, I want to do it in a way that's, you know, tasteful, I guess.
6: Right. You, you aren't
4: just lavishing in the trauma to, to yeah. like, like you're not glorifying it. You're trying to
3: I'm, dis- I'm create a like
4: discussion a, piece.
3: I guess, yes, and because I did think, like, well, I don't know, if, and because I I think historically I've been known to, like, try and treat these topics with uh, respect, I guess, which is also to say I'm not going to be like, oh, everything about sex, sex work is great, because that's not the point. It's, like, l- re- me just trying to say, okay, I want to talk about this, wh- whatever it is, without really giving, like, a statement about it, while making a statement, mm-hmm. and I also, a lot of research went into it. As in, like I spent hours, like as as I did with um choices we make with, which is a story about a uh, suicide hotline centers. Mm-hmm. You know, I I actually interviewed sex works sex workers for Crimson Lips. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of research, and I have at least three pre- pre-readers who, to some degrees, were in sex work who pre-read the chapters. Uh, and I think the catharsis of writing for it is that. It's different, I think. And the way I write it is that I like, I literally just think, okay, because it's sort of in the style of vignettes, I think, okay, what is an interesting question I would like to talk about? And so I write about it. And the other thing I really, I really like about it is the writing challenge of it Mm -hmm. because it is, it's first person rarity which is something I had had never really done before and which now I'm addicted to. Like, I if I could do every story first-person rarity, I would. Mm. And it's also very interesting because there's three characters to it, which is Twilight, rarity, and then there's narrator rarity. Because a lot of the chapters follow Twilight, but it's still rarity narrating Twilight. So it, it, it kind of gives in this, like, really interesting vibe to it. Um... And I think also, like as I mentioned before, it was a story that I wanted to write for no pressure or anything. So I think it's a very kind of it's become a sort of like small niche story, which I also really enjoy. And the people who read it like it and like that's fine with me.
4: So then number three expounds upon that. And I like how you use the phrase niche story, um, which ties in really well to the question of what would you would you suggest this for others? And if so, um, what is your favorite uh, short from
1: that uh, compilation?
3: Uh, so this is the thing. Uh, I, you, I would suggest it to others because, honestly, Crimson Lips, could I could switch it back to Teen and it would still be – it would be fine. Because, again, it's like I only have it mature because I don't want to have to be, like, constantly thinking, is this Teen, is this mature? But it doesn't really – it's not – it's not a story about like it's not I guess porn, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's literally just an exploration of an adult topic. Uh and I think honestly I do say that I think it has some of my best writing. Um and because of the way it's written, you can read in order, you can not read in order. There's like after some point it would be suggested that you read in order. But uh if I had to like um uh, Recommend a chapter I would be It would be one called well the beginning the first chapter then there's one called empty cups and empty chairs Which is very short. It's uh, almost 900 words, but it's honestly I think one of the more poignant things I've ever written Uh, Because it's like so the entire point of this chapter is Twilight is Going through a mansion and she can tell somebody used to live there by what they left behind. By their by their very absence of their presence makes them present. So that was like really an interesting thing for me to write. Uh, mm-hmm. Then there's also uh In Loving Memory, which is I think like I f I I don't want to ruin it, but it's like a very fun chapter. A mm-hmm. uh, fancy fleur too, which is why I mentioned fancy and fleur, because as I write them in Crimson Lips there are a couple who routinely goes into sex, like hire sex workers. And they're like, and so they have this really fun dynamic with Rarity that I love to write. Um, And then I think the last one that I would recommend would be Leap of Faith because that is literally like prime Rarity. It's like one of the best Rarity chapters I've written ever. Awesome. Um, honestly, I think it's like all of it is good. I, I like, I don't need to be like, yeah, everything I write is good, but a lot of crimson. It's just like it's a good read.
4: According to the Royal Law Society, everything you write is good. So, just <laughs> throwing that out there. Well, let's get let's get even deeper. Uh, I'm gonna throw out here in this uh, post. I shared someone who exists in your Discord server writing a rare try story called "Good Enough" by Frostflower. Yes. And the conversation that surrounded. Um, the Enchanted Pibrary and Frost Flowers fic and a couple other things was kind of spurred around the same time as a question that you felt like you needed to answer to people that looking around, I felt like no one asked you. So I I asked this as a discussion piece. Why do you feel like you can't post as much raritois on your main account? And do you think other writers in this fandom feel the same way about content?
3: Uh, okay, so again, for clarification, Frostflower Flower is actually an alternate account of mine, which has some rare Twice stories that I wrote, including this one called Good Enough. Uh, so a lot of it is, again, as I mentioned before, I personally feel like film fiction in many ways is designed to feel competitive, like a contest. and Unlike other fanfiction websites such as Archive of Our Own or fanfiction.net, it really becomes a community as opposed to, like, I post my story. you Some people might comment and that's it. There's, like, there's not really personalities. There's not really, like, like, like it, I can't think of really of any other fandom and it's like, unless it's, like, a very small niche fandom where somebody could be, like, oh, yeah, monochromatic, and you'd be, like, oh, yeah, I know. They write this and this and this. It's like, it just – No other fandom or fan fiction website really works that way, which is, you know, an advantage and a disadvantage in fan fiction. And for me, and this is, as I have mentioned before, I have, I've struggled with mental health stuff like insecurities, anxieties, imposter syndrome, like everything that a lot of writers suffer from. Mm -hmm. And I used to, sometimes it felt like whenever I posted something, it carried weight to it because of who I was. And I have had, for example, I've had, I have had people like, I post a story. Because of my numbers, it gets to feature box. And then people are like, oh, why did this get to feature box? It's just because of your numbers. Or like, oh, can't you write something else other than Rarify? Stuff like that, that eventually started getting to me, like mm-hmm. very badly. So I started posting on other accounts because I felt like if I post this somewhere where it's not monochromatic, people who just want to read it will read it. And I, I started thinking, like I had a very involved discussion about this with my roommate Swan, where he was saying, no, but you want your readers, you want fans of your stuff to be able to find your things. And then part of me was like, okay, sure. But if they really like Rare, Try, then they'll find it anyway. So, but that's just like, you know, like a huge mental thing. And I think, I do think it's valid that other writers in the fandom feel this way. And I say this because I have, spoken with them I've spoken with people that who like me in a way feel
6: typecast or rather because I want to
3: say that I don't I don't think it's right to say that we're typecast
1: mm-hmm.
3: but we're told that we're typecasted if that makes sense like I love writing rare I and, and I like exploring that stuff but then I feel like people think, like, oh, that's all she can do. So I have feel like, oh, I need to prove myself, that it's not all that I can do. So, like, I'm miserable in this own time cast- typecasting that I wanted, that I created myself. And there's other writers, too, that um, that I know that have, like, uh, posted stuff, like, especially one at BronyCon. Two years ago, I spoke with him. And we we're talking yeah. about how he does, like, these really strange – well, not strange, but these, like, I guess let's call them out there fix. Yes. And people are always, like, making jokes about it. Like, oh, you must have been on drugs when you did this. And it's kind of like, no, it's just something I wanted to do. Um, so I do understand why people would want to have alternate accounts. I am definitely trying not to do it so much anymore because I recognize that it is something that is um, tied to my own insecurities. And obviously, like, like enabling your own Mental health issues is like not the way to getting mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I think it is is—it is a consequence of how the fandom is led, which is, which again, it has its negatives and its positives.
4: Well said. Thank you for your dissection. Um, we all know that Frostflower is actually short skirts, but I do appreciate, <laughs> you know, the desire to put your own name on it. Um,
3: we're all short. We're all short skirts. I'll take
4: Number five. What is Rare Twilight Bomb Day, and should FinFic be scared?
3: Oh, okay. So Rare Bomb Day is essentially this fun little thing I'm doing in the Enchanted Library Patreon server, where I just basically... So what happened is that one day uh, a few weeks ago, two people were posting a uh, Rare Twilight fanfics. So I was like, Oh my god, I should post something too. So it's like. Or Rare Toy Trio, or whatever. So, uh, because my, the Enchanted Library server is essentially the unofficial Rare Toy, film fiction Rare server, we're holding this little kind of, uh, event where we're all gonna write, um, Rare fics. Fix. Or, well, actually, no, Rarity and Twilight Fix, because it doesn't have to be romance. I was like, you can write it about them hating each other or being mortal enemies. Whatever you want, as long as it has them both, and they're like they're dynamic, I don't care what you write, and the idea is that we're gonna post them for a week, and we're gonna try to like spread them out uh, so it should be fun, and I'm really trying just to make this like a fun thing. I don't want it to be a competition or a contest or anything, so there's no prizes, there's no anything. It's literally just like if you want to do this, you're so welcome uh, and I'm very excited. it's like a lot of people have signed up in the server. And we're still deciding if I'm going to start it off or close it off. But it'll be very fun, and I'm really excited for the good content that will come out
6: from that. Awesome. Uh, Now, in the interest
4: of time, there is a sixth question that I have. We'll come back to it if we have time, but we've got literally 20 other people to get through, and I don't want to be selfish and take up too much of your time. So we're moving on to Sutton now. Number one, what is your favorite meal, snack, or food stuff that's really unhealthy but just so good?
3: Uh, so there's many, but uh, my roommate recently ruined my life by introducing me to Coke floats. Uh, you'd, ne- you'd never had a Coke float before? No, I thought it was disgusting. I was like, Coke with ice cream in it? What, what the hell? It's so good. I, so, so agree. Agree. But like two weeks ago, I was like, that is disgusting. And I was like very happy because I had just almost literally gotten over my soda addiction. And then my roommate Swan, who I love dearly, was like, well, I'm going to have a root beer float. And I was like, well, what? and I was like, I hate root beer. Well, you get a, um, a Coke float. And I was like, that sounds disgusting, but I guess I'll try it. And it is literally, like, 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 it is just so hard to not get a Coke float every day. It is,
2: like, horrible. But like, so vanilla weird. Coke is good, so why wouldn't vanilla ice cream and Coke be good?
3: I don't like vanilla Coke. That's why I was like, What's wrong no. with you? Many things.
4: Chocolate Coke. Okay,
2: Coke. we should move on.
4: number two what is the biggest or weirdest
6: fear that you have if it isn't spiders uh
2: hmm.
3: mirrors i used to be really afraid of mirrors mirrors yeah vampire no because my brother my brother actually he's responsible for this but my brother one time we were like sitting and he was like yeah i'm afraid of mirrors and i was like oh no because i noticed that he had a tv in his room and whenever i went into his room in the mornings it was always covered and I was like, why are you covering your TV with a, like a blanket? And he's like, it's just, it's the mirror. And I was like, it's a mirror. And he's like, yeah, I'm just, what if like when I'm sleeping, my reflection gets up and stares at me? Oh, God. And I was like, what? And he's like, I'm afraid of that. Like, what if like I leave a room? How old was he? How old was he? He was like 14. And I was like, I, at that time, 11.
2: Jesus.
3: And he was like, what if like you leave the room, but your reflection is still there? And ever since then, I was, like, it was, like, a real fear of mine for, like, a good six years. Where I was, like, if I was, like, I had to somehow cover my TV, it would, like, it terrified me. So rare,
4: it's bomb pick idea, they oh do Bloody Mary. Got it.
5: I, I thought you were going to say, I looked in the mirror and I saw that reflection was a giant spider.
3: <laughs> oh, man. I was just, I think it's just, it's, like, really... I think it's it's like it's like the stuff that you I like to think about because it freaks me out so much. It's just kind of like some weird kind of masochism where I'm like, but imagine if this happened, <gasps> and then I, I feel myself.
2: <laughs> I feel that on a personal level. Uh.
4: When you keep All yourself right. from sleeping at night.
2: Yeah. The... <laughs> what, what we what we got next, freeze.
4: Number three. Why is bag milk the best milk?
2: Bag milk is Canadian, right? Yeah. Yes.
3: Then because my boyfriend is Canadian, so there we go. Boom! I can't even.
2: I can't even yell at you about that, so I'm gonna let it slide.
4: <laughs> Number four. What is your one annoying habit? So something other people do that drives you insane, or something you do that drives people insane.
3: Oh my God! I'm sure I have many. Uh, I think one of my more annoying habits is. Oh, wow! Embarrassing. Uh, oh, I'm really bad at.
4: This yeah. is a mono. Be nice to yourself zone.
3: I'm really bad at PMs.
4: I really want to see the chat light up with this.
3: I'm, like, really bad at PMs, and I feel bad about it. Like, I'm so bad at, like, because people will send me, like, messages, and I'm like, okay, I read it, and I'm like, okay, I need to answer this. And then I get distracted, and then I don't. And then, like, a day later, I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't reply. It's okay. I'll just never talk to them ever
2: again because they hate me now. Mono, it's so, fine. Like, people don't reply a PM sometimes. It's okay. You're fine. Yeah,
3: I know. I know. It's like, it's a lot in my head, but I think that's an annoying habit I have. Uh, and also, I am very messy, as my roommate can attest to. Um, What other annoying habits do I have, I think, that I can think of without calling my swan here to, like, tell me? Those are some of the biggest ones.
6: Awesome. Now number five. What's the theme song for your sex life?
3: Oh, wait, my roommate is no, here. Just oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he was gonna tell me, and no, you haven't. And, uh, the theme song for my sex life. Uh, can I skip this
2: question?
4: Yes! Yes, you can. you can, if you want to. All by myself, got it. Mercy, Remember-
2: <laughs> that's not true! <laughs> <laughs> I just can't think of anything right now! I'll get back she, to you!
5: She's never alone, she has a spider in her cavity.
2: Enigma, let the spider go.
4: Let the spider go, Enigma. Fucking a. Oh. Did Swan have an annoying habit he wanted to share?
3: Well, yeah, but he left now, so. Aw,
4: oh, okay. Well, we got
3: got he missed
4: it. Number. We'll just have to have Swan on sometime. Number six. Watch anime by chance. If so, what are your favorites?
3: Uh. Well, I used to like my first anime ever was. I mean, so I guess it was Pokemon, but I don't really consider Pokemon an anime, even though I guess I should. Inuyasha uh, you know, was one that I liked. Um, but honestly, my favorite, and I just finished watching it two days ago, is Kill a Kill. Yes! <sighs> I will, like, die for It is such, even though, like, it is, like, obviously the most fan service thing ever, but I like that it, like, owns it, and it makes a statement about it.
2: Like, yeah, it, it knows.
3: It knows what it is.
5: It Wait, is you're... like Huh? No, oh no. You won't you won't lose your way.
3: No, dude, it's such the fuck the music is like so bad. it's so good. Everything like I just and and then the animation because uh I was watching it with um uh, Little Funkman, who's my boyfriend, he's an artist, and he was telling me that they're very smart because a lot of things in Kill a Kill is cheap animation. But they do it for comedic effects, so it works. Mm-hmm. So it's just such a, like, and then, like, the themes about it, like, the build-up, it's just such, it's like, and then whenever, like, as you said, the song, uh, Don't Lose Your Way, whenever the instrumental starts, it's, like, gets, you, gets me so hyped. It's just yeah. such, it's such a fantastic anime. I, like, really liked it.
4: And everyone wants a Mako for a friend.
3: I know, right? Holy cow. Everybody needs a Mako in their life. Um, but yeah, it's just it's such a fantastic anime. It's so good.
6: Number seven. Just how big is your point stash?
3: I have done. I mean, I have. Two you or three you just watch it
2: online. You don't save it.
3: Yeah, I don't save it. If I if I, did, if I did, I mean, if I did, I wouldn't save it. <laughs> but, it's just <laughs> a
5: bunch of pictures of ducks in the wild.
4: <laughs>
3: oh, that would be actually weird. No, well. Boyfriend, I need
4: pictures for science. (laughs) Number
6: eight. Congratulations, you've been hired at the local strip club. What is your stage name? So it's actually funny
3: because I, uh, when I was in college. So I'm going to start by disappointing you all because I can't say the name. But when I was in college, my friends and I all came up with stripper names for each other. Mm -hmm. So I can't say it because that would be revealing my real name, which is kind of like. Embarrassing for me?
1: Yes.
3: But I guess if had a stripper name, I don't know what it would be. It's a Frostflower. Frostflower. Or, de- oh, no, not Ducky Ink. Uh, no crow would probably be it. No, no crow isn't like, well. Frostflower, yeah. Frostflower, yeah. flower
2: yeah. You, yeah. Frostflower does sound like a stripper.
1: <laughs> Fleur de Lis.
4: Anyway. Anyway. Moose Tasm's up next. Oh my god, it's monochromatic! The author of My Little Dashy! Number one. <laughs>
3: I'm sorry Rob, it's not true.
4: <laughs> Number one, Equestria, do you
6: consider it a vacation spot or a permanent residence?
3: A vacation spot. I don't yeah. I like I like hands too much. Fair fair.
6: Number two, it's time for some cheeky timeline shenanigans. You
4: have the opportunity to replace one piece of historical artwork, including paintings, statues, literature, videos, etc., with a piece of your own artwork. Scratch that. The best pick ever, as decided by BronyCon Endling Edition, voted the Enchanted Library. The Enchanted Library gets the same amount of exposure as the original artwork that you're replacing, including public showings, readings, school assignments being read in
6: church, etc. What do you replace with the Enchanted Library, and how has history changed?
3: Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Like oh okay, I'm not. I don't mean to self-deprecatingly, but I'm like, why would I want to do that?
2: Replace uh, the Bible, ruin everything.
3: Sure, I'll replace the Bible, and then we'll leave in, and then rather will be the biggest religion. Yes.
4: I'm just, I'm just really proud that no one's replaced *To Kill a Mockingbird* yet. It's, it's so safe. It's such a good book. Anyway, number three. Fuck, man. If you were the very model of a modern Major General, would you have information primarily A. Animal, B. Vegetable, or C. Mineral? Mineral. Nailed it. <laughs> Dara, the author is up next. Mono, at cons, your Pikachu hat is worn by literally dozens of individuals in various stages of unwashedness. On a scale of 1 to 10, how worried are you about getting lice?
3: Oh, 10. Oh, absolutely. Ten. Like, Are you like, actually worried about that? No, like, like. so it's kind of, no, because at the same time, like, okay, I only lend the, the hat to my friends. So I like to trust that if they had lice, they would tell me. But, like, somebody, like, uh, a con mentioned it was like, hey, have you ever thought about lice? And I was like, oh, my God, I hadn't thought about that. So I came home and, like, I had an itch in my head and I was like, oh. And then I sort of, like, went, to, like, how, do, how would I even, like, find out? I just not say anything because I don't want to embarrass my friends so would be like, hey. Do any of you have lice? Because you may have given it to me? So I've just like accepted that this is a risk. And You're I treating will...
2: lice like an STD, and that's amazing. You might want to yourself text.
5: You need to make some calls.
3: Actually, what I was thinking i gonna do. But then see me because I was gonna have a second Pikachu you and that would be the one that I pass around, I guess.
2: So you're fine with giving other people lice.
3: Well, see, <laughs> that's the problem? Because then I was like, wait, but then I'd be that's not nice to the other people, so I was like, okay, I guess it's ride or die.
2: So we have all you, ride
3: or you, we you all know, die. You
2: know they make a spray? You can spray into hats if you're, like, giving it to other people that will kill lice on contact. Oh, I
3: didn't have know you, that.
2: Have you considered... Yeah, have you considered? Okay. Oh, sorry, go. Have you considered wrapping your head in a shower cap?
5: You know, wrap it.
3: Yeah, okay, but then that's like... Wrap,
5: wait, wrap it
4: before you cap it. We don't that's need hat condoms. We, we don't need hat condoms.
3: But, like, wait, but then that's, like, that's kind of, like, telling my friends, hey, I'm worried you have lice, so I'm going to put this cap on. No! It's ride or die. Like, I trust you, and if you fuck me over, then it's fine, because you're my friend, I guess.
4: This this is a very scary conversation. I feel <laughs> like we're riding a bleeding edge here, so I'm going to go to cursory. I hope I said that right. Um, Mono, why are you so rude to your editing team?
3: I mean, to- they're, like, volunteering. So, like, you could say that they're subjecting them. They're willingly subjecting themselves to me. So, hmm. Also, because I'm not rude, actually. Yeah, no, fuck you. I mean, no, I love you.
1: <laughs>
3: no, for sure, I love you. I'm
2: not rude. Fuck you.
3: <laughs> that's, no, that's, that's great.
2: You. I, I need to use that as something. I'm not rude. Fuck you for saying that.
3: I mean, I'm- to be fair, like... My, my editors, uh, Cursory and and the very good Carabas, who
2: I adore, are
3: always, like, being rude to me. So this is, like, a mutual rudeness. So, like, it's fine.
2: Well, Cursory's in chat and is very offended.
3: No, I'm sorry.
4: Please and now everyone's offended. saying, someone's saying it in your uh, Discord server now. So good job. Oh,
3: my <laughs> anyway. God. I'm sorry for the downfall of quality of my fix from now on. Yep, yep.
4: That's I'm, manners I'm, gets yeah. I'm gonna do everything in my power to get this right. Undom Tinwe is up next. Uh you've written a lot of AU Raritwai and a lot of Canon
6: Raritwai. How would you say those two experiences different or differ? Uh hmm. I think uh Mostly it's the world building.
3: Because actually, so hmm. Well, no, I mean, canon Twilight, you're just focusing on their canon interactions or like their canon dynamic, so it's like that. And then AU Twilight, you can like go into a lot more as like the lore, the background, how they're how the. And I think what's also really fun is you have to see how how are these characters still Rarity in Twilight but changed by their new environment. So I think that would be like the the biggest change. Uh, and the biggest difference, and it's something that I really enjoy. Like, the way I write rarity in, for example, a canon story is absolutely nothing like I would write rarity in my Bodyguard AU series. series. Um, but they're still both, I hope, undeniably rarity. So I think that's, like, what's really fun is, like, writing the same characters but with, like, different personalities. Like, with different histories that inform how they act.
6: I like it. Mm. Now then, Paul Asarn is up next.
4: Mono, mono, lazing around in bars, talking to people of questionable morals when you should be working on the enchanted kingdom. For shame, my dear. For shame. Oh, right, an actual question. How goes the potential adventure of getting the enchanted library in print form for those of us waiting for that to do a reread? What would would you say doing it for a single large story is easier? Were harder than doing it for a short story collection.
3: But for the first question, for those interested, that is like, question for those interested, that is like definitely in the works. It is potentially going to happen maybe before the end of the year, maybe, or if not the beginning of the year. Uh, and it's gonna be, it's gonna have like, it's gonna be into three volumes because it is pretty big. And all three volumes will have brand new artwork. Not inner artwork, but just like cover art, which is going to be really cool. And so as for the second question, I'm very fortunate that uh, I'm working with RB Dash, 47, who of Pony Feather Publishing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So really, he's the one who's like, who could really better answer that? Because he's the one who has to like, he copy edits it, he proofreads it. Um, but I think it is definitely harder for a large story. Because there's so much to there's so much to take in,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and I also think it depends like if you're doing a copy editing pass or um actual editing pass like for for my the book I recently sold monologues, it's only a copy editing pass, so I'm not actually changing content, I was just doing like editing like just so that it reads better while the enchanted library, the one that will be published, is actually going through proper editing where I'm taking out scenes that don't really make sense. Um, and obviously, I think the biggest challenge of it is, like,
6: be not being too critical of it.
3: Uh, because, you know, I'm reading a story that I started when I lit- when I literally didn't know what I was doing. It was, like, the first time I wrote an adventure story. So right now I'm reading it and I can see a lot of things that I personally am, like, oh, oh, this isn't so good. Mm-mm-mm. So the biggest challenge that I've been actually encountering is, I want if I if I were if I were to rewrite the story from the ground up, then it wouldn't be the story people like. It oh might be a good story. Not, I'm not saying it would be a bad story, but it's not what people like, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this fight between like, at what point do I have to stop self-editing myself, and at what point do I have mm-hmm. to just accept that this is how it is and people like it and even if right now I'm critical of it when I wrote it, I genuinely liked it. Um, So I think that's just the biggest challenge for me personally speaking. Um, uh, And although what I've been doing to sort of make it better is I've been doing live readings of it in the Patreon server, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: which are like really fun. I love doing live readings. So doing it that way, it's like, because people join it, it feels like an activity between all of us. So it's like, it's easier not to self-edit yourself when you're, like, other people are enjoying what you're doing. Yeah,
1: nice.
4: Toomer says what we're all thinking and corrects Paul Asarin by saying people with questionable morals. And says that... Hey, i resent that, um, that remark. That implies that we aren't objectively awful people. And that's, frankly, insulting. Up yep. next. Short skirts
6: and explosions is up next. Who asks you, what the awful life? Life Dop. Life dot. Yay! <laughs>
1: Well said.
4: <laughs> Harlan Books is up next. Number one, how are you?
3: Good. Um uh, I'm fine, I'm talking with friends.
4: Yeah, uh, uh, we're
3: friends. We're
4: upgraded friends. to friends.
5: No friends. Like, legitimately. I, I, like... I have a friend now?
3: No, not yeah. you. Oh yeah, I guess not yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean legitimately. And I, like I resent that earlier you guys were like, oh, you know, I don't like talking with you guys because at BronyCon one of like my favorite moments was when I got to talk with you guys. So like so yeah, don't no self deprecating here. Unless oh. it's me.
1: That Actually, no that
3: that doesn't work. Me.
4: No. Everyone in chat freaks out. Number two. How and when did you learn to write stories?
3: Uh well I started as I said earlier writing for Pokemon Mm. and I was like really bad I was like really bad at it I was like like you could actually still find them uh on on fanfiction.net and it was just this really and it's so funny because I used I wrote like at one time a 500 word chapter and I thought it was like I was like oh my god I bet Hemingway never wrote as much as I did and now in retrospect I'm like oh silly to ask me um, but essentially, I just learned to write by, like, writing and writing and absorbing other media, I think, uh, paying attention to other narratives. Uh, I think actually the biggest thing that has helped me with my writing is the comic I mentioned before, Homestuck, um, because what Homestuck did for its flaws and it's, like, it's for those who don't know, it's a huge webcomic. It was really, really good at something that I called macro narrative or that actually Swan taught me, Mm -hmm. which is essentially what's the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So like there were things in homestead like a one-off reference that suddenly in the next act was like completely changed the one-off reference. And it was like that kind of writing where everything is interconnected and interweaved is something that has really helped me um, grow a lot as a writer. And think of writing as, like, you know, something, like, what am I, like, how can I say something really meaningful with this? Right. And then I think also, uh, like, I think honestly fan fiction is one of the best ways to learn how to write because you get traction and you get people who comment, which is very hard to do initially when you're uh, only writing original stories.
4: Right. And it's, it's difficult to find an audience with yeah. original stories, unless you already have some sort of platform.
3: Exactly. I, like, right. I, I have a story, and I feel bad for my friend, because, and she's changed her tune, but when I was, like, first starting out, I had a friend in college who was stoutly, like, she wouldn't tell me, like, I think you're garbage for writing fanfiction, but she was definitely, like, fan fiction, you should be writing original stuff.
4: Yeah. I, I, I so, actually, sorry, please go ahead. No, no, go, go. Oh, I was just going to share that I have a friend who, like, is trying to become a screenwriter in, in Hollywood, and he sells, like, his poetry and $3 books outside the back of his car. And he goes, oh, yeah, so how's your Baltimore trip going? I go, oh, well, my book sold out. And he actually hadn't, he hasn't talked to me in, like, three weeks.
3: Well, so. yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> and so my friend, like, she was, like, she would say these things, and then she would post her stories, and they would get, like – and even though I thought they were good, they would still get only, like <laughs> – 20, 20 views maybe. And then I was meanwhile publishing the enchanted library, which was huge at the time. So I think, I think a lot of people underestimate how like the advantages, I mean, people who are not in fan fiction underestimate really the advantages of how fan fiction can be useful. I also do think, however, it can be a harsh environment mm-hmm. because I was very lucky in the sense that when I first started out writing, I didn't get people <laughs> who were like super like, wrecking destroying me so mm-hmm. I was never like put off mm-hmm. um which unfortunately is something that I have had you know newbie writers who got like a pretty bad critique and they just never tried again um yeah but literally like honestly if you're lucky and you surround yourself with people who really are trying to improve I think writing fan fiction is like the best way to learn how to write stories or to begin writing stories and then transition into original
4: all right, I'm going to desperately try to get through everyone's questions because there's only 23 minutes left, and there's still a lot of people. Um, so the other, other guy says, hey.
2: Oh, you skipped the other one?
4: I, I did. I my well, okay. people. Okay, we'll do number three. Number three from Harlan Book is, Rarity and Twilight are about to fall off a cliff, and you can only save one of them. Who is it going to be?
3: So where Yen says both actually know how to teleport no one dies, so I would like to say that. But <laughs> if, I had to save, if I had to save one, it would be rarity because Twilight has wings. So.
6: Okay.
2: <laughs>
6: now it's time for questions
4: with Vylon.
2: <clears throat> it's time for questions with Vylon!
4: I don't know if Vylon asked you questions last time, Mono. And I'm almost half sorry in advance, but I think everyone's really excited right now. Don't lie. You're not sorry. I'm... We're not
2: sorry. Read them! Read them! We have no time!
4: Number one is, have you ever wondered how many houses you passed in your lifetime that have people locked in the basement?
6: Uh, hmm. <laughs> I actually yeah. wonder this.
1: I do this. <laughs>
0: oh god
3: one second to think about this
1: oh god <laughs> the fact that i you mean, have to think
3: about it. no like honestly because that's like that thing that's like something that i i've thought about it because um we actually did an escape house uh that um uh, that had to do with like a person had been locked in a basement mm-hmm. so that was something that i like at the time i was like man i can't believe that this actually happens. And, I've never wondered that, but I've, I'd rather not know or think
2: about it. All right.
4: And the next question I'll take from Vylon is, how are you
2: today after that? You're going to skip that one. Hi, don't blame you. Okay. Uh,
3: I am good. As I said earlier, I'm talking with you guys. Yeah. Sunbro
6: for Life is up next. Number one, what is your favorite video game?
3: <sighs> Paper Mario Thousand Year Door.
1: Yes.
6: Uh, yeah, Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door, and or Bowser's Inside Story. Number two, what's your favorite boss fight in a video game? Huh. Oh, wow, that's like... Uh, hmm...
3: Oh, I know. Uh, so in Twilight Princess... Uh, Zelda Twilight Princess. Yeah. Yay. You can distract Ganondorf by taking out your fishing rod, and he just stares at it like an idiot. So, <laughs> that? That's the so, best.
1: That so, sounds like, like that's a YouTube. That's why I love
3: it. No, it's just looks great because you like take it out, and he's just like staring at it. And so you Stare distract him, and then you like... He's
5: staring at it.
6: God damn it, Enigma.
3: So okay. I really like that one, and... I think my other uh, favorite boss fight would be the last boss fight of um, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story, just because the music is so cool. I like the music as we pumped.
1: Do
3: it.
2: Do it, It Preece,
1: Have you accepted Skeletor, the master of the universe into your heart?
2: I have
3: now. Yay! Yay!
4: Alright. Uh let's see. Uh, I'm gonna jump to Mr. Numbers. Okay. How good is your macro writing though?
3: I have great macro writing. If there's something I can say I am proud of, it's my macro writing.
5: Yeah. I think like
2: that's something I'm really good at.
5: Macro writing. So shit. so so
2: large mares sticking tiny mares in their vaginas. Got it. <laughs> sure!
6: This Suddenly became the B twenty five cast. <laughs> Majin Seiko is up next. Will you marry me? Yes. Totally, Majin. Let's just go. (gasps)
2: All right. Wedding on the Barkhouse next week. Let's do it. Anyway. (laughs) Okay.
4: Jamal. just,
2: Just read the first part of that question. Anyone who wants to read the argument, you can do so on the screen. Milk will scroll so you can see the rest of it. Just read the first part of that question. I didn't realize this whole post was around this one question. Yeah, just read the one question. Let's hear. Let's hear the answer. Of the three chipmunks and Alvin and the Chipmunks, which one do you think gives the best head?
4: He wrote down gets the best head.
3: So the the interesting thing is, I like I never saw Alvin and the Chipmunks. So okay. I don't know. Also, they're chipmunks. I don't know if they
2: would like that.
0: I mean, the okay. chipmunk. Yeah. so they can definitely fit some nuts in their mouth. So. Oh my
2: god! But guys, the question was, who gets the best head?
4: I mean, this is such a rabbit hole. I don't even know what to say here. It's ch-
2: a chipmunk clearly... hole. Get it better.
5: Pencil, Al-Lan you know muck. everything about animal genitalia. What does a chipmunk's penis
2: look like? Um, I would assume I would assume it looks like a little like grain of rice based on like, how rat penises look. That being said, chipmunks have gigantic, te- like, huge testicles. So, like, I don't know.
4: Well, after that lesson, we're going to move to R5H. What misunderstanding of the rarity dynamic peeves you the most when you
6: see it in fiction or in the show? Um. Rarity a gold
5: digger?
3: Yeah, oh my god. I have, like, the, like, I did something regarding that that I regret and I won't tell you about. But, yeah, I think okay. Rarity, I think it's Rarity that the idea that Rarity is, a, is only with Twilight because she's a gold digger or because she's a social climber. But the thing is, I also have a very different idea of what social climbing means. Mm-hmm. Uh, But, yeah, definitely I think that's the worst thing where, like, I think Rarity is, like, treated as, like, oh, she's only with Twilight because she wants to be royalty or society or whatever.
1: It's it just never
3: kind seen of it show,
4: so Yeah, it, there's this big misconception that like rarity is just like shallow
5: and it's I mean I mean I, she literally went into a dragon's cave and started stealing its gold right in front oh, of Oh no,
3: absolutely, like you know what? Like this is the thing, absolutely at in the mm-hmm. beginning of the show, sure. But I also think that Rarity is a character who has in most occasions shown to like grow out of that. And I also think a lot of people don't realize that she has had she is a business she does have a business, and yeah. and the reality is and I can say that as being in Hollywood, and trying to make it as I okay. as, as, trying to make it as a screenwriter as I have have had for the past two years, unfortunately whether you like it or not in re- in many businesses it really is who you know. So it is. and I think I think and I I I explained this in I think the On Rarify blog but. The biggest reason I ship, or like that I was attracted to Rarity as a or their dynamic is because in Sweden Elite, after everything Rarity did, which, sure I confess she shouldn't have like, there were better ways, but at the end of the day she was still trying to be there with Twilight and for her party, even though it was them who came to her, and and she hadn't like said oh I'm gonna go to your party, but the biggest side of like. That what I understood is when they find, when everything is revealed, Twilight five says, Oh, that was really smart of you because you're trying to do your business. And the fact that Twilight got that and understood that's how that works is what made me like, be like, okay, I really like this because a lot of people think, Oh, she's just so she's just climbing the ladder, but sure. And maybe in season one, when she was still like starry eyed over nobles, but later on it's, she has to have a business and you can't pretend that it isn't, who you know I mean sure there it is to the extent like your talent but the reality is that a lot of businesses like either you know people and network and network or you won't really get anywhere
5: Ooh, these two know business I'm gonna write them touching butts
2: <laughs> anyway priest
4: next question is from apple tank and it's not really a question he apologized in advance for the mediocre entry to the red white bomb
2: it's not mediocre
4: Apple tank, don't be mean to yourself. This is a no mean zone.
2: I mean, that's not true, but let's continue.
6: Jammers up next. So, was this chat worth it?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
6: Yay! We're not shut. Yep. Uh,
4: number two, have you had a good day so far?
3: I have. It started kind of rough, uh huh, but now I'm. Ever since I got here, I feel better. So yeah.
4: Yay! Are you aware of John Carpenter's uh the thing?
2: No, it's a horror movie in which a giant amorphous blob in the Arctic kills everybody. Oh, in. okay, I trip. know. Yes. yes, okay, I know that. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, there's a
4: pony OC for this horrifying character. Would you give Thing Pony a big old hug? If Picture they for reference.
3: If they don't kill me, sure.
6: Yay! Behind the counter, if
2: you want to take a look, what it looks like.
6: Um. Do you see her? Do you see her? I see her you like her? I think How she's cute. M- Next question. How many pictures of fashionably cute horse do you desire?
3: Oh my gosh, so many. I love, I love Rarity. I um, appreciate that this was like a Rarity picture that they linked, so thank you for that.
5: Oh no, they're touching tips.
4: Is, is cute. Now we're going to Oldenbrony, someone that we hold very close to our hearts. Um number one, why ducks?
3: Because I unabashedly adore the Disney Ducks universe, so ducks became my thing.
5: Do you do you remember that video I sent you randomly one day where it's Donald Duck singing simple and clean?
3: Oh my god, that was hysterical. God. That's like really that was really funny. I love like bad covers with Donald Duck. There was one where he's singing. I don't remember. I'll think about it and then I'll link it. But yes, ducks are cute. And angry.
6: We already touched on crimson lips
4: a little bit. So number three, what inspired the Bodyguard series?
3: Uh, The Bodyguard series actually was created by Ersong9405, who is a, a fantastic, fantastic artist. And she started... She's the one who actually created the concept of, like, oh, what if Twilight, what if Rarity was the queen of some kingdom and Twilight was her bodyguard? And it's interesting because after my first big fake uh Injuring Eternity, I was planning on leaving the fandom. But it was because of the series that I was like, oh, that's cute. I'll write a story for that. And that's really what, like, made me stay here.
5: Yeah. Her makes <laughs> um, a lot of headcanons. I also wrote something
3: with some of hers. Yeah, she, she has, what I really like about Earthstar is she has like, she's, she's so good at being like, okay, imagine this and this and this and this. And you're like, holy shit. And I love that she is great. She is amazing enough to let people, uh, <clears throat> expand on her verses. Like she's, she's somebody who really encourages people taking her concepts and doing stuff with them. Uh, and she's a total, she's a total sweetheart. But yeah, that's what, so basically, uh, most of my Bodyguard AU series is, I grabbed the framework that she set out and the, some of the rules, and then I just went from there.
1: Awesome.
4: Um, the next question is why ship rarity in Twilight, which is something we kind of covered. And also, you wrote, Yeah. I, I don't want to say a book on, but um, we actually got that uh, blog post that we were mentioning earlier in the cast from Apple Tank, and we shared it with Chad. Uh, on what makes rare Twice special for you. So I definitely encourage everyone to go out and read it. So the next question we're going to take is from Swan Song. Wah. Tell us about your favorite non-MLP ships and raw repairs.
3: So uh, my other biggest ship that I had for a while was, as I mentioned before, when I was in Futurama, I shipped, uh, for those of you who have seen Futurama, Leela and Bender
1: oh uh, i like
3: I like died for them, and it was like literally me and two other people, uh, and it was just like I th- it just i love their dynamic, um, and Bender was my favorite character, and I think he worked he had like a very fun dynamic with Leela
0: I love
5: you, Bender, shut up, baby, I know it
3: it was just, i actually that's the thing what I really liked is that Leela didn't put up with that shit, so that I thought it was just like it was really interesting. Uh, what other ships do I like? Um, from Homestuck, I had a bajillion ships. Uh, what else? From Ace Attorney, I shipped uh, Maya Faye with Edgeworth. Aww.
1: Uh,
3: I think that's, like, the biggest ships I can think of that are not NLP.
6: Yeah. Or what about rare pairs?
4: Because I misspelled I miss it by- like. <laughs>
3: they're all rare pairs. All of them. All of they're all rare pairs. I like as you can see, I hate myself, so I always go for ships that nobody ships.
5: Yay! Korosami.
3: A Kora saw is so fucking good. Yes! Korasami! That's another sip. Oh my god, it's so good. Yes.
4: Nebula Nix is up next, and this is his first barcast or her first barcast. First oh, of all, welcome. On. I'm going to snag a few of these questions here that we haven't touched before. Number two, is there a story behind Ducky, Inc.?
3: Uh, I guess. No. Well, yeah. So the story behind her is that a friend of mine who's also an artist called The Chipster one day asked me if she was trying to draw something. She's like, hey, so send me a reference of your OC or your Pony Sona. And I was like, I don't have that. She was like, why not? And I was like, I don't know. I just never... Thought of that so she was so appalled by this that she designed an OC for me and like the only thing I told her was like listen I just want to have braids a bow twilight bangs a unicorn and a ducky a, a cutie mark in the shape of a duck with ink and I guess duck color you know duck colors or whatever and so she created ducky ink who is admittedly very cute and I love her very much
5: so, her backstory is her parents were killed by ducks in a dark alley, and she was raised by them.
3: Oh, wait! Did did she... Uh, I don't know if if he actually meant, like, the actual character, then there also is a backstory for that. But, um, I thought he meant, like, how she was created. Do I tell the backstory? Like, the silence?
6: No, no, sorry, sorry. I was, I was trying to
4: catch up on a few other, like, clerical things. Okay. Um, I'm going to grab number four here uh, since we only have a few um, uh, time for a few more questions here. Uh, what are some of your favorite stories on film fictions that you have not written, both safe for work and not safe for work?
3: Uh, let me go into my favorites. So the first one that I can say is called a shadow, shadow the shadow of a doubt by Arden's facts, uh, which is arguably the story that got me and to and the reason, like I like ship it as much as I do. Um, there's also another really good story, which I cannot for the life of me think about, but it was, uh, Apple, it was Carrot Top being, like, desperately in love with Applejack and being in denial about it. Um, God, what was it? It was, like, uh, I do actually have a favorite in my folder. I'm an idiot. Oh, Bitter Harvest by Esli Inopemos, uh, which is literally just... Bitter Harvest being salty about liking applejack and it's hysterical the entire way out. There's also, kind Wolf has a lot of my favorite mix, yeah, including "80 Days Till the World's Far to the Shore" and a mature not safe for a ragtime not safe for called um, "The Sickness Unto Death," which is fantastic and is actually some of the inspiration for like stylistically the inspiration for Crimson Lips. Um. There's also, what else do I like? Uh, Princess Stupid Dirk MacBud has a picnic with her dumb friends and Fluttershy by the Great and Powerful Trixie, uh, which is by Twinkledale. And Mr. Numbers wrote another really great fic that I like, and I actually wrote it for the Barcats contest, the Rarity, uh, rarity one, called The Price of Happily Ever After, which is a really, really good exploration of, it's what I was talking about earlier about how like it is who you who you know in a business and how this can work against you, and it is just a really fantastic rare toy, rare fuck a rarity fake even. Um. So
6: yeah, those are like some of my favorite fakes. Awesome. Well, we're just about at the end of cast here. Um.
4: And there were so many questions we had to skip according to time. You're just too popular of a person. <laughs> so, uh, if there are any questions that someone asked, and maybe we didn't get the chance to get to, what would be the best way to get in touch with you or
6: send you a question?
3: Uh, So, PMs, probably. Uh, Or Discord, if you have me. Actually, PMs, if you don't mind that I'll take a little bit to reply. Uh, You can try on Discord, but I will definitely take a little bit to reply. Um...
6: But, yeah, I think PMs is, like, the best way. Awesome. Well, we want to take the time to especially
4: thank you for sitting down with us and asking, uh, letting us ask these terrible questions. But, um, nevertheless, uh, best of luck on the Enchanted Kingdom and everything that you're doing with the Enchanted Library. you have got a lot of great things going for you, and hopefully we will not see you stop anytime soon.
3: Thank you. It was really nice to be here, as was the last time. Yay! I
4: I want to give a shout-out to Azure Notion, who just donated 5,000 bits and is our top donator for this week. All that's going to go to a little bit. Thank you so much for the donation. Um, And, of course, uh, we have a cast next week. Oh, wait, no. Uh, Actually, we don't have cast next week. I take that back. Too many of us are going to be busy,
6: so there's no cast next week. But then the week after that, no, who do we have? I even, like, I set you up
4: for this. I'll do it by memory. What's the, the, the week after the first week of uh, October, right? Yes.
5: Okay, that's Vinyl-tastic.
4: Yay, we're going
6: to have Vinyl-tastic We're going to
1: get fired again. Yay!
6: It's going to be a great time. So then, thank you everyone for watching this edition of the BarCast, your bartenders for this evening have been a non-pencil. Enigmatic
5: Otaku. So I just pulled out this annoying nose here, but it turned out to be a spider.
2: Oh my god.
6: Flamin' for
0: Alvin gives the best head because everyone knows the singers of the boy bands get the most ass.
6: Jeez. Milk. I'm concerned for everybody's mental health now or the wonderful monochromatic. Bye everybody. I'm Priestacorn. See you in 2 weeks. Bye.